Good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. It's Friday morning. It's time. We made it through the week. It's the weekend. And I brought you a heavy hitter for Friday. I'm not going to tell you which team he's, he's a fan of because, you know, that would just spoil all the fun. But first time in the clubhouse. So, Ryan, good morning on a Friday. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Bill. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today? Not going to complain. We're through the week. <laughs> so what's, what's there to complain about yeah right. excited for the weekend uh how, how can you not be at this time exactly exactly we've got a little bit of rain this last week in california which is odd <laughs> we don't get a little that. different than here in texas we'll, we'll get like long periods of rain and then we'll get periods where we don't get it for a while so yeah um, well we were in houston last weekend and it was downpouring like crazy and then we come back here and it starts raining this week and thinking, what is it just following us? Yeah. You just took the rain right there with you. <laughs> Something like that. All right. My great and good friend, tell everybody how excited you are to be a Dodger fan. No, I'm sorry. My bad. Who are you a fan of again? I am a fan of the Houston Astros. Um, I, mm. I was going to let you say it or, you know, um, didn't want to spoil the party there, but um, yeah, I'm an Astros fan. I, I've been an Astros fan for as long as I can remember. So how did it start? Was it, is it a family thing or is it just a location thing or is it just they had cool jerseys in the 80s? How did it start? A, kind of a combo of all of that, honestly. Um, you know, the, the one of my earliest memories, just period that I have in my life. Call it a core memory. I, I was there in the stands with my dad and I remember I remember him telling me hey, we're going to go uh, to a baseball game. You know, I'd play t-ball and, and that sort of stuff and didn't really occur to me what I was like going to see. And uh, he was like, it's it's the Houston Astros. They play here in Houston. And I was like, you're lying. They, we don't have a baseball team. And he was like, no, we do. And um, so, yeah, I, I remember sitting there in the dome, a uh, very young age and just falling in love with it and um, just – stayed a fan my whole life ever since i i was uh i was sucked in i i'll tell you 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 may have heard me say this before but i would love it if the mlb would work with the county of of harris harris county and combine some cash redo the inside of the dome to make it safe and then let the astros host like 15 home games a season or something like that i mean those things would sell out like crazy inside the dome you know what i mean yeah it it would Absolutely. It would sell out like crazy, but a lot of work would need to be done <laughs> uh, to the dome to to make it playable. Um, you know, they they had an event there a few years ago where everyone got to go back inside the dome and uh, they were selling, you know, seats and just all sorts of stuff from inside of there and crazy packed event. And yeah, I, I know that if they ever were to do something like that the the ticket prices would be through the roof and it would it would be a sellout but don't think it would ever happen unfortunately well let's make top fan a multi-million dollar company and then we'll work on it how's that that sounds that sounds like a good time a dodger fan fixing the dome there hmm. there we go <laughs> i don't know I how that's gonna work but hey it sounds good <laughs> <laughs> i actually just saw the the dome up close on saturday the uh, they have a a Christmas market here yeah. in the Houston area the the Nutcracker, Nutcracker. market 
Yeah, it's, it's right there next to the Astrodome. So you park next to the dome. So I was like, oh, look, there's the dome again. See it every year this time. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was trying to send a baseball sidekick um, to the Nutcracker when she was with me, but there just wasn't enough time. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I went to Bucky's and Pearlin and then Bucky's and whatever it was on the other side, because uh, when I'm in Houston, I got to get me some Bucky's. Absolutely, um, and it became a staple so much so that I actually, <laughs> I actually was bragging to it from some friends in California who had never been to Houston, and so I brought them back Beaver uh, Nuggets, and they hid them from their kids, have them in their dresser, and are loving them. Yeah, and they're so, uh, they're very addicting. Um, you know, I, I live really close to Bucky's. Um, and so it's just one of those things where I'm like, I can't go to Bucky's too frequently. So <laughs> I, I, hey, I, I get your cardiologist would love it if you did. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay. Uh, next question, favorite player, um, of all time and then current favorite player, they can be Astros and they don't have to be them. Um, yeah, so when I was a kid, it was Bagwell. Um, you know, of course it would be one of the killer bees, but for, it was the batting stance for me. I was like, well, and then, you know, he would launch home runs and who doesn't love home runs, especially when you're a child, you think it's the coolest thing in the world. Um, but, you know, growing up after the killer bees retired, um, you know, Berkman was kind of the leftover, he, even though Berkman wasn't like there at the beginning with Bagwell and Biggio, he, you know, was, became just a synonymous with them. Um, when he was here in Houston, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely transitioned over time to um, Springer and Altuve. Um, I, I love the way that they they play the game. You know, Springer plays with so much energy and so much passion. And uh, he was the heart and soul of the team when he was here in Houston. Um, you know, when he would get uh, in 2015, he got hurt for a couple months and they sent him on the road with the team everywhere they went, even though he was going to be out for a couple of years, but just because of the energy he brought there. And the, so, um, you know, love to see that. And I'm glad to see him doing his thing in Toronto and the fan base loves him there too. Um, but of course, as well on that note, Jose Altuve, um, just love the way he plays the game with, with um, just the way he goes about his business. Um, he's the ultimate team player. He never talks about himself. He always, always refers to the team. Um, so when you talk about who's the greatest Houston Astro of all time, if, if people aren't saying Jose Altuve right now, they will be by the time he's done. Yeah. I, there's not a height limit. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I love, I, I listen, Jose Cruz. I mean, how could you not love that batting stance? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I like it. I like it. Those are good calls. Um, I asked an Astro fan on a live last week, a week ago, Monday. I have a would you rather Wednesday that I do. And I asked them, one of the questions I asked is, is Bagwell, I'm sorry, uh, Biggio or Altuve? Who would you rather have? And he said Altuve. And I thought, interesting. That's, um, that's a pretty... It's a pretty common thing to hear these days, for sure. Um, you know, Biggio in the Hall of Fame and and fantastic. Love watching him grow up. Um, but what Altuve has done 
during his tenure here. It's something Bagwell and Biggio never did. And, you know, seven straight ALCS appearances, two rings, you know, several pennants, just um, everything. Rings. It's two. And uh, everything that uh, that's happened. Um, mm. Yeah, it's two. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. No, it's two, man. It's two. It is, and um, that that's a whole topic for for another podcast. I I, I would think, but uh, it's more yeah. valid than people might realize. Yeah. So, talk to me about ballparks. So, we know your favorite players now. Talk to me about ballparks that you've been to that are either still in existence or like the Astrodome, where they don't play there anymore. But talk to me about ballparks, um, and which one is your favorite ballpark to be to? Where have you been? Yeah, so uh, obviously been a minute made uh, a lot. I <laughs> uh, went to the dome as a kid, so so those um, are probably automatic um, for anyone listening to this podcast. Knowing I'm an Astros fan, um, I went to the ballpark in Arlington when it was still called the ballpark in Arlington. Um, I have not been to the new stadium there. Um, maybe eventually, um, just from the looks, from the outside, inside, and everything. It, not not one of those ballparks that's high on my list to go to even though it's right up the road um just don't really have any interest but i've been to the trop which is really funny that i just talked about all that and I, i've been to the trop uh but i was interning in florida and um the astros were playing tampa during my internship so i made the drive from orlando to tampa to see him so um there's minor league stadiums that are better than the trop <laughs> uh but i have been there uh, I went to Safeco when it was still called Safeco. Uh, I refuse to call it T-Mobile. Um, but that, that stadium was, was a cool stadium. Uh, went to the Rogers center in Toronto. Absolutely loved it. Uh, went to progressive in Cleveland. That's a very nice stadium. Um, went to course field this year in July. Fantastic ballpark. Just can not complain about summer months and uh last but not least it's actually my favorite ballpark is Fenway uh, I went for the first time uh during my birthday in, in August and fell in love with it. It, it it's been the number one ballpark I've wanted to go to my whole life and um it did not disappoint everything about it was amazing um so yeah fin Fenway top of the list um Toronto would be right behind Fenway for me. Really, really liked the Rogers, uh, the Rogers Center. What did you What did you like so much about the Rogers Center? The environment, really. Um, you know, I went pre COVID. Uh, I went in twenty nineteen, so I know that they've done some renovating since I was last there. But uh, it was just a great time. The fans there were awesome. Um, Seriously, Canadians are like the nicest people on earth. You you hear that. And um, it's pretty true. We, we've been to Canada a few times and it, it's always been a blast. Um, but no, just just the environment there at, at the Rogers Center. Um, was was fame, loved catching the, the roof open when I was there, just all in all, a, a very nice place to watch a ball game. OK, I like that. I like that. So. Um... Okay, so let me ask you this. You got a month off. You got the month of June off. 
unlimited resources. You don't have to worry about finance. You can go to five ballparks you haven't been to yet. Where are you going to go? Um, well, top of the list is is Wrigley for sure. Um, for for Absolutely. places I haven't been, I um, I plan on going in April of of twenty twenty four. So I'll see if I can make that work. But um, yeah, the Wrigley number one. It's been number two for me, right behind Fenway. Just overall of places I've wanted to visit. So mm-hmm. um, Wrigley number one. Um, I want to visit City Field. Um, I feel like that would be a great location to, to catch a game and to New York, you know, New, New Yorkers are passionate about their teams and, um, I, I think it'd be entertaining. New Yorkers are just passionate period. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I enjoy for, for baseball, but, um, just for vacations yes. and I, I not baseball related at all, but I caught, um, a Rangers game at Madison square garden. And it was amazing. Um, so, you know, just, just catching that, that New York passion was fun. Um, so I've said Wrigley, I've said city field. Um, I think going to Bush stadium would be cool. It's a little bit of a bummer that it's not old Bush. Um, I, I know new Bush has been around since 2006, but, um, I would still like to catch a game in St. Louis. Um, I think that would be fun. San Diego, way up there as well um just every time i see that that ballpark on on tv and i'm like i gotta catch a game there and then uh lastly uh san francisco um to to round out that list that would be a fun place to also catch a game it is it's a very fun place to catch a game um and so yeah so some of those ballparks i've been to some of them i've been outside of um bush scares me just a little bit not not so much the area it's just the humidity being outside it if you go in june or july or august it doesn't look comfortable at all but you know it is what (laughs) it is what it is right so basically the ballpark in arlington (laughs) when that Uh, was that catching a a game out there was awful uh they they needed to build a roof long before they actually did. did Yeah, no, I agree. Um, we were out there uh, July, July, no, uh, uh, Labor Day, right before Labor Day. And it was still miserably hot. And I just kept thinking, man, I can only imagine what it's like in August and not having a roof. Um, I mean, at least at Globe Life, the air conditioning work at Minute Maid doesn't always work awesome. And it's 150 degrees inside. You guys won a World Series and a half. You guys should be able to pay for some air conditioning, right? Uh, uh I don't know a lot, and I've never had an issue with the air conditioning there. Um, <laughs> like that, there's times where it's actually cold in there when, despite it being 120 degrees outside. Yeah. Well, sign me up for that day because when I was there that one day, I'm like. I'm like sweating, going, this is not work. Come on. You guys have been in a ALCS the last six years in a row. Come on. So those are good ballparks that you chose, though. Those are I like those. Um there, there's a lot. What I like about baseball is how much the MLB tries to preserve history. So when you go to City Field, you'll be able to stand next to the home plate that in the parking lot where it used to be. When you go to um, Philadelphia, you can stand next to the parking or you can stand next to the home plate where it used to be. I mean, it's 
it's pretty awesome. So, um, yeah, I, I like that. If you would have given me sticks, I would have said Philly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Honestly, probably Philly over. I I don't know how Philadelphia slipped my mind, Um, but that, that would also be a, a fun place to catch a ball game. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. So, so if you ever go to Philly, let me know. We've got a, we've got some pretty good people that we know out there and it will be awesome for you to be able to sit with them and get the real Philadelphia experience. And they're phenomenal people. Awesome. Um, I've, I've loved getting to know them and Philly kind of gets a bad rap because everybody thinks, Oh man, everybody's going to be rude, mean to us. No, they're not They're It's a great place to watch ballpark and they're very nice, 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 nice people. So awesome. don't let them fool you. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. All right. Uh, final question. So we talked about how you became an Astro fan. Um, we talked about ballparks, favorite players. We're now coming into the 2024 season. We're only about a hundred days from pitchers and catchers reporting, give or take. Um, that being said, talk to me about 2024. What does it look like? What are you looking forward to for the Astros? Um, just kind of walk me through it as a fan of the Houston Astros. Yeah. Um, for 2024, uh, obviously the, uh, hopefully winning another ring, you know, um, they, they were right there at the, towards the very end of it yet again. Um, honestly, and this is going to sound crazy to say out loud, considering they have been to as many ALCS in a row and, and everything during what, they call the golden era. Um, but 2023 was probably my most frustrating season as a fan. Um, and so for 2024 and, and that's for numerous reasons regarding 2023. Um, but for, for 2024, hopefully bouncing back from that, um, hopefully some health, um, that, that would definitely help. Um, and they have Joe Espada managing now. Um, I'm excited for that. That's a move that I've wanted for a couple of years now. Um, so I'm excited to to see Joe Espada taking over. He's he's more than um, put his time in, um, you know, behind AJ and Dusty for a few years there. And so, yeah, I, I'm just looking for the team to continue the run that they're on. Obviously, 2023 didn't end the way that Astros fans would have wanted it to. Um but it, it's crazy that they even won the division um, and the division kind of winning the division ended up being their downfall, which is also crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I really think I know the Rangers just won the world series, but I think the AL so runs for Houston, um, you know, for, for Houston to be there at the end, all these years in a row, we've seen teams come and go over the, the course of that time in Houston. So I would like for them to still be there at the very end. And if someone's going to world series, they, they got to go through us first. I, uh, I agree with you that I agree with you that all roads do run through Houston, although Arlington is putting up a pretty good fight now and making it look interesting. So we'll, we'll see how that plays itself out next year. Cause that um, Garcia had a great season. Can he duplicate it? Corey Seager, Max Scherzer, eh, who cares, right? But let's see what happens in the free agency market. Um, there's a yeah. lot of good free agencies. Out, and Jordan Montgomery did nothing but 
get himself a bigger con- contract because of the postseason. Yeah, it's um the 2023 season was one of the most peculiar seasons I've ever seen as a fan. Um, yes, sir. Hey, I think the pitch clock is a big reason for that. Um, I think obviously the new postseason format um, is something that be talked about as one of the World Series in 2022 with that with that format. Um, but they're the only team to really have any sort of success with the buy um rain or not the rangers uh the the braves and the dodgers have been bounced in the first round um or in the division series both times um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like and not even looking competitive either of those times um the yankees they they escaped in 2022 from the division series against a team that had no offense um and it still took them five games they they really couldn't get their bearings together in that series um and then ultimately got swept by the Astros. So, and, and then we saw what the Orioles did this year. Um, you know, they, you had teams that were doing great historically offensively. They're off for five days. Um, and then all of a sudden they're thrown into a postseason environment and just not, not even like score runs. They couldn't even like string together hits, any of those teams. Um, yeah. And it's not like the, in their series against the twins either. Um, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. So I, I think MLB has some things to figure out there. Um, but, but where that leads me is with, with the Rangers winning the 2023 world series, it, it was um, nobody could have predicted that, but I, I don't think it's something that they could replicate again, that they, they had a lot of guys have career years or, or years that um, their best years in like five or six years. Uh, a lot went right for them. And, and that's what happens when you win a world series. A lot of stuff has to go your way. Um, you know, there, there's a reason why teams haven't gone back to back in, in over two decades. And uh, I, I would not be surprised to to see the Rangers, uh, you know, get in as a wild card again at best. There's only one person that predicted the Rangers and the Diamondbacks in the world series. Did you know that? Did not. Biff Tannen, Rays Sports Almanac. Given to him by Marty McFly. <laughs> yeah, that's about the only person on earth who could have predicted that one. Rays Sports uh, Almanac. At Check a, his back pocket. <laughs> I um at, at work, I made a joke when the Diamondbacks advanced to the division series after beating the Brewers, I was like, get ready for an Astros Diamondbacks world series, everybody. And everyone was like, Oh, Ryan, you like shut up. And um, then, you know, Diamondbacks ended up getting to the NLCS Astros did as well. And they're like, Ryan, if you would have predicted that, like go buy a lotto ticket. Now it's very close. I, I was one game short of it, but uh, definitely nothing I would have predicted at the beginning of the season. Well, something that you're going to see a lot more, so the downfall for the Philadelphia Phillies, for example, is in one stat, in one stat only. The last two games, game six and game seven, Astro, or I'm sorry, uh, Diamondbacks, four stolen bases, Philly won. Game, uh, game seven, Diamondbacks, four stolen bases, Philly zero. Get them on, get them over, get them in. 
when yeah. Philadelphia was trying to hit the five run home run at every at bat. Just it's a different game. It's going diverting back to the 80s style of playing baseball, which makes the argument would you want a Rod Carew on your team or a Reggie Jackson? And yeah. the answer the way this game's played now is Rod Carew. Yeah. And um, you know, also for for work, that that's definitely something we were talking about, especially because of the pitch clock and and uh you're only allowed to throw over a couple times otherwise the guy automatically gets second base um yep. you, so it's just one of those things where the, the game of small ball is going to start coming back um the diamondbacks showed it can be successful yeah. um so i think it's coming back uh i'm excited for it personally you know the the feast or famine uh mindset um you know sometimes could be pretty dull um it, it'd be crazy to 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 walk i don't know six to three final scores but combined both teams had like eight hits and it's just all home runs um home runs are exciting they're fun but i i miss the the bases clearing double that makes the crowd go crazy and that sort of thing so i'm, I'm excited to to see that style slowly but surely come back early on in the season the diamondbacks swept the dodgers in like eight games and i'm talking i think it was late april um, at that point, I had told some Dodger fans, watch out, A, the Diamondbacks are going to be really good, but B, even more important, watch out because now it's getting real. Um, and the pitch clock is one thing, but you can you can negotiate that as a pitcher. You can come set quicker and then hold the ball till one second. I mean, the pitch clock is, is something fun, but again – can you imagine for a second, can you imagine for a second anybody trying to shift um, shift over on, I don't know, 80-style baseball, a George Brett or somebody like that, they would just butt it down the third baseline, get it past the pitcher, and you got to base it, mm -hmm. right? And so um, the players need to learn how to hit to the opposite field and play the game the way it's supposed to be played. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but... What do I know? I'm talking to you on a podcast. They're making millions of dollars. So <laughs> I'm missing that factor in it. But what can I say? So, um, but I'm excited about 2024 too. I, all roads lead through Texas as a state, right? Mm -hmm. The the Rangers and the Astros, all roads lead through there in the West. Because we know that Oakland's not going not gonna to be incredibly good. Um, the Angels are still trying to find an identity, right? Um, Seattle may may pop up, but it, they're they're one player away, and I don't know what combination of that one player, whether it's a pitcher or if it's something like an Otani, but um, they're just one player away, and and so Seattle's that yeah. team that can ruin everything, but who knows, right? They, they got to start out of the gate better. Um, you know, they, the last two years, they, they started off really bad. Um, and that I have a couple of Rangers friends and um, before even the playoffs started and, you know, their goal the whole year was like, we, I just want to have a, a winning season. That That's all I want. I just want to have a season where we finish over 500. And then it became a, well, now I, I want to make the playoffs and, and go on a decent run. And, um, it was one of those things where I'm like, you, 
learn from it for sure. But, uh, you know, next year, your team can't start out slow out of the gate like Seattle did. Everyone oh. was predicting Seattle to win the West this year. Um, or not everyone, but a lot of people were. Um, it was pretty much like Mariners. Um, but Seattle, they can't shoot themselves in the foot out the gate if they want to compete in, in the division this year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, Ryan, I appreciate you joining us on a Friday. I know that people are getting uh, going to work and and I don't want them to say, man, I, I, I want to be late for work because I want to finish up talking with, well, at least a Dodger fan, Astro fan. No, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. So, Ryan, we're going to get you back on, but I appreciate you spending time with us this morning and breaking it down, man. I, I love your analysis and, and we definitely got to talk another podcast and get rule changes in there and players and free agency and things like that. So we'll definitely get that done soon. Yeah, absolutely. I, I look forward to, to coming back on at some point this off season. Uh, you know, uh, maybe Otani will have signed by then and, and some of these other big names and we'll, we'll have a better uh, idea of how some of these teams are shaping up ahead of 2024. Sounds great. Uh, Top 10 rivalry followers, this is Ryan. We will make sure that we tag him um, in uh, in the post so that you know today who to follow. Great guy, involved a lot in sports. You'll get to know him more and more, and we'll have him on more. Ryan, stick around for a second, but we appreciate you being on with us on Friday morning.